Shalom Rachad is Chazar Shir number 12, where Bisyat Edishmai we will be discussing two things. First of all, we'll finish the sugya of foods that are served during the meal, whether you'd have to make a bracha on them. And then Bisyat Edishmai will discuss the sugya of Shinui Makom. So, just as a reminder, last week we discussed that food that is normally served during the meal to satiate. It's usually served with bread. For example, your meat and your potatoes and your chicken and your uh, kugel, all those things do not require a bracha when they're served in the meal because the hamotzi on the bread covers it. But foods that are not normally served during the meal to satiate, rather they're served to add a little bit of flavor, for example, fruit, the halach is that you would have to uh, make a bracha before it. So this week we discussed holidays that have food that's not normally served during the year. So for example, when it comes to Pesach, Pesach there is, we eat mar at the table, uh, at, at the Leil at Seder, and we do not make Bore uh, Priyadama on the mar. And the question is, why not? So the Rush explains the reason why not is because it's covered, on, it's covered with the hamotzi that you make on the matzah. I, we don't usually eat mar during the year, right? And Chor, it's something that's not served during the meal in order to satiate. But no, since it says in the Torah, al matzah sumerom and there's a chiv to eat matzah, so therefore it's covered by the amoti. The Rashbam, he passes Allah the and says, no, uh, the reason why we don't make a, a bori pradama on the mar is because it's covered with a karpas. You make a, a bori pradama on the karpas, which is before the mizon, before the hamotzi, and you have in mind to cover uh, the mar. What's the nafkamina? The nafkamina is if I eat more than a kezayis of mar, uh, of karpas, if I eat more than a kezayis of karpas, the, the rush will tell you, you should make a bar nefashos, and then you don't need to make another bracha on the on the on the mar because anyways it's covered by the amotzi but the rashbam will tell you not to make a bar nefashos because if you make a bar nefashos so then you get into the whole sugi of whether you'll have to make another bracha on the on the mar itself and therefore the mishabura paskins alach lamaisa we want to be yotzi boshitas so you make a bori priyadam on the karpas you have in mind that it should cover the mar uh, and and that's it and, and uh, you should not make a bar nefashos after you eat uh, after you eat the karpas and you should be careful to eat less than uh, kizai so next thing we discussed are simanim on on uh, Rosh Hashanah, right? So on Rosh Hashanah, we start the meal, uh, and usually we have simanim right after the hamotzi, and there the Allah is that we do make a bracha on it, right? So so why do we make a bracha on it? L'chorah, according to the Rosh, it's something that's served during the meal, right? And and there's a mitzvah, the Shulchan Aruch says that simanim milsi, and that it's good to, to have simanim on Rosh Hashanah. So Shlomo Zalman explains that you're right, that when it comes to to Rosh, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, it's nice to have the simanim, but it's different than the mar on Pesach, right? The, the question was that when it comes to mar on Pesach, the Rosh says that since it's served, there's a mitzvah to eat the mar, so therefore it's included in the amoti. So why don't we say the same thing when it comes to the, the simanim? So the Rosh Hashanah explains that, um, that mar, there's a chiv to eat it during the meal, as part of the meal, as part of the Lala Seder. Mashiach, when it comes to the simanim, there's no chiv to eat it uh, during the meal. Uh, and therefore, it's not considered something that's normally eaten during the meal, and therefore you have to make a bore priya eights on your uh, on the date, since it's not something that's normally served uh, during the meal. What about all the adama products? So Rosh Hashanah says that you should make a bore priya adama on the on the gourd on the kara, because that's something that's not normally served during the meal. Rav the Chuvas Rana goes, he says, what do you mean? Today, all these things are served during the meal, and they're all served to satiate. They're all served together with the bread. And the halach is that uh, if you make a, a bore priya adama on any of them, it's going to be a brachla batala. And the maisa Rav. Yashiv Paskins that the best thing to do is make a Bore Piyadama on a banana or on a watermelon and have in mind all the other uh, Siman. The next thing we discussed was it, uh, with regards to food that's served during the meal. So we said if the meal is completely over, right? Which means, what does it mean completely over? So the way the Baralach explains, if the meal is over, that they, they remove the, be- the bread and they remove the actual table. Uh, once they basically remove the bread and the table from, from the house, from where you're eating, that shows that the meal is over. And if afterwards someone serves you food before you bench, you would have to make a bracha rishona and the bracha achrona on that food. And the reason is because you're basically showing 
so the, the meal is basically over, so you need to make a bracha rishona, just like any dessert. But since you're not during the meal, so benching doesn't cover that. Benching only covers food that's during the meal, and therefore uh, you would have to make a bracha rishona, and then a bracha achrona on what you're eating, and then you have to bench on the on the meal itself. So the question is that that what do you do at weddings where this is some, somewhat common? Meaning at in your house, no one's moving the table at the end of the meal, and therefore it's really not so common. But sometimes in chasanas, especially in uh, in Eretz Yisrael, uh, that what would happen is is that you'll have uh, the meal. And then by the dancing, they'll remove the tables. And then you'll have dessert. They'll have like a Viennese table where you can go get your dessert, a buffet. So is that considered like the meal is over? They would have to make a bracha rishona and a chrona on the, on the dessert or not? So some posts can want to say, yeah, you move the table, you move the bread, everything's gone, the meal's over, and now you're having something else. However, Shlomo Zalman and Scheinberg, they pass in the Allah Chalamaisa, then no. Why do we say when you move the table and you move the bread that, the, that you need to make a new bracha rishona, bracha chrona? Because you're actively showing that the meal is over. And since you're actively showing that the meal is over, you need to make a bracha rishona, bracha chrona. But by the wedding, we're not showing that the meal is over. Why did we move the table? So we move the table to make more room for the dancing, to make, uh, to make the dessert much nicer, right? But it's obvious that we're still part of the whole meal and therefore we'll have the status of dessert. Well, you'll have to make a bracha before, assuming it's one of the foods that you need to make a bracha before and you will not need to make a bracha uh, right after. The Shulchan Aruch in Sif A, and this is the, the last uh, Sif in Kuf Ein Zayin, Shulchan Aruch in Sif A, adds, uh, and he says, let's say you're sitting at your Shabbos meal, and someone knocks on the door and says, hey, I'm coming, I'm stopping by, here's, uh, here's some cholent, and let's, uh, let me join your meal, and you're in the middle of your meal, says the Shulchan Aruch, since you do not have in mind that this person would drop by, the halach is that you would have to, uh, you would have to make a, a mizonos on his cholent, or whatever food that he brought, you would have to, you would have to make a bracha, and even if it's something that's normally served during a meal, let's say he comes with a steak, Right, which is normally served during a meal, the Allah is he would have to make a shakal on a steak. The Ramah adds, and he says that I've never seen anyone, you know, be makbin on such a thing. And the reason is because probably people, when they're making a, a hamotzi, they're going to have in mind anything that's going to land at my door, anything that's going to be served. So the, the Aruch HaShulchan says we can rely on this Ramah, but not if it's like out of left field, right? If it's like someone that you haven't seen in, in 10 years comes and shows up and knocks at your door, so then Taki would have to make a, a bracha. Lemaisa, the, the Emek Bracha, uh, who is the student of the Ramah, and, uh, and, and the father of the, of the, of the Shlach Kaddosh. So he says, he says that, the, that the, even the Shulchan Aruch, I mean, the Shulchan Aruch was quoting the Pardis. And he says that even the Pardis would be maskim, that during, the, during, during Shabbos, if someone shows up at your meal, uh, the Allah is you would not need to make a bracha. Why? Because Shabbos is a time where normally someone might stop by. During the week when you're eating in your house and someone knocks down the door and says, here, let's have some cholent together and while you're in the middle of your meal that you washed, for sure that's not something that's common and therefore you would have to make uh, a bracha on it according to the parties, right? But, uh, but if, it's, if it's Shabbos or Yantav where it's common for people to, to stop by, the Allah is uh, that you would not need to make a bracha. He ends off, and this is very important, what he concludes, Allah he says, whenever you make a motzi, a life hack, whenever you make a motzi, have in mind that it should cover anything that's going to land, uh, land before you at the table. And we said that this could be very common uh, if you're working for in a, in a work office and you're sitting and you're having, you made a motzi on your, uh, on your sandwich that you brought from home. And then a co-worker comes and says, oh, here's a cup of coffee. Here's a cucumber, right? Uh, come, t- enjoy this also, right? So if you're having in mind that whatever lands on your plate, uh, after you make the motzi, whether it's whether you're eating during the week or, or on Shabbos, that's going to cover. That's that's going to be the best thing that you can do because it'll cover any um, any possible brachos. So that is the 
end of the sugya of food that is brought to you uh, during the meal. The next sugya that we discussed is the sugya of shinui makom. Shinui makom means literally changing locations. And the halacha is that if a person is mishan in makom, if I'm eating, and then I change locations, the halacha is that I need to recite a new bracha on that food that I'm eating. Why is that? Because the moment that I leave my location, I'm basically announcing and proclaiming that my meal is over. If I'm sitting in place A, and then I go to place B. So by doing so, I'm basically saying my meal is over. So now I want to eat in place B. The bracha that I made at place A doesn't cover place B. And therefore, I would have to make a new bracha. That bigadol is what Shinoi Mako means. And that's the chiv of Shinoi Mako. So we said, in order to answer these questions, uh, so, so we said that in order to delve into the sugya of Shinumakum, there's three questions that we need to ask, and we need to answer all three of those questions. So question number one that we need to ask is what's considered Shinumakum? Meaning, is moving five feet in your house, is that Shinumakum? You move places. Is moving places on the table or going to a different room, is that Shinumakum? Or is Shinumakum only when you actually leave the house? What? How do we define Shinumakum? Second question we need to ask is with which foods does the halach of Shinumakum apply? Right? We said that if you change locations, the halach is that you need to make a new bracha. Does it make a difference what I'm eating? Let's say I'm eating bread. Let's say I'm eating a grape. Let's say I'm eating a cookie, right? Where do the halachos of shinum do the halachos of shinumakum change depending on what food I'm eating? And then question number three that we need to answer is on the foods that shinumakum applies, meaning on the foods that if I change locations, I need to make a, a new bracha. So what bracha do I need to make? Do I need to make a bar nefashus on the food that I ate before, or? Uh, or do I just make a, a, a bracha rishon? So for example, let's say I'm eating a watermelon in my house and I go to your house, right? So do I now need to make a, so, so when I go to your house and I want to continue eating a watermelon that's in your house, do I need to make a bar nefajus on the watermelon that I'm eating or that I already ate? Or do I need to make just a shahakul and uh, just a bari priyadama in order to eat your, uh, your oil? So again, these are the three questions we need to ask in order to get a clear understanding of the sugya. Question number one, how do we, define Shinumakum. What does it mean that you're changing from place A to B? Where, how do we define that? Question number two is with which foods does Shinumakum apply? Does it apply just to, to, to water, to bread? To, to What foods does it apply? And then number three, to the foods that it does apply, so what's the halacha? Do I need to make a, a, a bracha achrona and then a bracha rishona? Or is it enough just to make a... Uh, uh, just just to make a, a bracha rishona on the new food. So we saw the Gemaras that deal with all this. We're going to jump straight into the Shulchan Aruch just to have uh, a clear, concise answer. So Lekuliyama, when it comes to Shini Makam, the Allah is that if you leave your house, that's considered Shini Makam. Within the house, we're going to discuss uh, next week, what exactly is considered uh, uh, a Shini Makam. But everyone agrees if you leave your house, that's considered Shini Makam. And now we answered question number one. Question number one, we asked, how do we define Shini Makam? Lekuliyama, leaving your house, is considered uh, Shini Makam. What about question number two? Question number two is with which foods does Shini Makam uh, apply? So we saw a few opinions. We saw Machlo in the Gemara, Rav Chizda said that it only applies to foods that you're not obligated to return back to your house in order to finish, right? So for example, he says, if I'm eating, uh, if I'm eating watermelon and I go to your house and then, so, so the luck is I don't need to make, uh, I don't need to come back to my house to make a bar and a on on my watermelon. So the fact that I left my house, that shows that my meal is over. Because since I do not need to come back in order to make a bar and fashos, the moment I step out of the house, I basically announce my meal is over. But if I'm eating bread in my house, and then I walk over to your house without benching, I forgot to bench, I walk over to your house. So what's the halacha? The halacha is that I have to come back to my house in order to bench. So since I have to come 
back to my house in order to bench by me leaving the door, by me going to your house, does that show that the meal is over? It doesn't show that the meal is over. And since it doesn't show that the meal is over, so then I'm part of the meal. And if I'm still part of the meal, so then I can continue eating in your house without making a new bracha because I'm still, it's still viewed as if I'm an extension of eating my meal in my house. And once I eat in your house, by the way, I can also bench in your house. So Rav Chista says that foods that require you to return back to your original location to place A, Shinu Makum does not apply. Why? Because when I moved, I basically, it, I didn't show that my meal is over. But foods that do not require me to come back, so the moment that I leave place A, the luck is I showed the meal is over and I have to make a, a new bracha. Rav Sheshis argues, and he says, anytime you move out of, uh, of this location, the luck is, that you would have to be, uh, you would have to make a, a, a new bracha. And then we saw, and, and, and then we saw another machlokas. And the other machlokas is when I am Mishan Makom, right? So do I need to make a, a new bracha or not? So we saw two shitas. Shita number one was that I would have to make a bar on 108 and then a shahakol. Uh, and the other sheet that says that no, I just need to make a, a shahakol in the new location. So, how do we paskin? So, if you read the Shulchan Arch in Sim in Simon Kufain Chesif Aleph, the Shulchan Arch is the most machmer. He takes all the Chumrah opinions and he says, if you leave your house, even just to talk to talk to a friend, so you were Mishan and Makom, even if you were in the middle of a bread meal, right? Paskin like Rav Sheshesh, it doesn't make a difference. What type of food you're, you're eating? You left your house and you showed that the meal is over. Even if you're eating bread, the Allah is when you come back, you need a bench. And you need to make uh, another hamotzi in order to continue eating. Why? Because hamotzi applies to all uh, to all cases. The Shulchan Aruch adds. He says, if when I left the house there were still people sitting at the meal, and then when I come back, um, there are still people sitting there. So the halacha is that my leaving the house doesn't show that the meal is fully over, and therefore I would not need to make a bracha. But bedarkal, if I'm eating alone with my my bread, I walk outside, I come back in, I need a bench, make another bracha, rishona, hamotzi, and then uh, and then wash and then uh, and then eat my bread. Uh, uh, that's the opinion of of the Shulchan Aruch, who's the most machmir. The Ramah comes and he says, no, we're going to be mekel like, uh, like Rav Chizda in the Gemara. And therefore, the halacha is, only foods that don't require me to come back home, there's the halacha, come back to my house to finish, uh, to bench, the, um, only foods that don't require me to come back, the halacha of Shinu Makom applies. So if I'm eating watermelon and I leave my house, the fact, since I don't need to come back to my house in order to bench, the halacha is that me leaving the house shows that the meal is over. And since it shows that the meal is over, when I get to that new location, all I need to do is make a, 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 a bracha rishona. I don't need to make a bracha chrona, just a bracha uh, rishona. And the same thing would apply even if I come back to my house. Meaning, once I left my house, I announced and I proclaimed the meal is over. And therefore, whether I go to a different place, whether I come back to the house, I would have to make a, a shahakal. But foods that require me... that to come back to my house, for example, bread. So since me leaving doesn't show that the meal is officially over, so if I go to another place, or even if I come back to my place, the Allah is, I would not need to make a, a new bracha. And, and, the, and the, Ramah, the Ramah also says, he says, similarly, let's say I'm eating my watermelon, I leave my house and then I come back. And when I come back, there's still, let's say we were eating watermelon as a group, a group of friends. And I left and I come back and the group of friends are still there. The Allah is, I won't need to make a new bracha. Why? Because I came back to the location of where people were eating, so it doesn't show like the meal is, uh, is officially over. The Ramad does add two things. He says that if you are Messiah Das, right? Let's say I went outside for a second uh, while I was eating my bread meal, but then I mamish forgot a million other things. I, I ran and I, and I helped a person with a flat tire and I did a CPR on an old lady and I saved her life and then I came back and it was you know a half an hour later and I was completely Messiah Das, then I would have to make uh, uh, another bracha. And the other thing that the Ramah adds, he says that you should never be even by a bread meal. Right? You're leaving the house. The Allah is you should always make a, a bracha chrona. And the reason is, so again, you don't forget 
to uh, to bench or to make a, a bracha chrona. The Mishabura adds though that uh, that if you make the Mishabura adds that that if while you're washing you have in mind to eat at a new location, the halacha is. Uh, that even lechatchila you're allowed to you're allowed to go to that to that new location. So we see have over here a very big machlokis between the Shulchan Aruch and the Rama. Shulchan Aruch is very machmir. He says anytime you leave the house, you would have when you come back or you go to the new location, you have to make a bracha chrona and a bracha rishona. It doesn't make a difference what food you're eating. According to the Rama, if I leave my house and the food that I'm eating does not re- uh, requires me to come back. So for example, bread, and we'll see a few other examples. The halacha is that uh, I do not need to make another bracha wherever I go, even if I if I come back or if I go to a new location. If it's a food that doesn't require me to come back, for example, fruit, uh, so then the halacha is when I go to the new location, I would have to make a... Uh, I would have to make just a, a bracha rishona and not a bracha uh, achrona. And if I return to my house and there's still friends that are sitting there, I would have. I would also would not have to make uh, a bracha. Lemaisa, even though this is a machlokis shulchan aruch and rama, the majority of Sfardi poskim, including the ben ishchai, the kafachaim, the alkat yosef ravadia, they all seem to be mekel like the like the rama. And the reason why they're mekel like the rama is because of suffik brachos lahakal, which means according to the shulchan aruch, if I step out of my house in the middle of a meal. Of a, of, a, of a bread meal, when I come back, I need a bench, that's four brachos, and then make an al sadaim, and then a moti, that's another two brachos, right? And then bench again. According to Ashkenazim, I don't want to do any of that, right? I, I leave, I come back, I continue eating, right? So because of Savik brachos lahakel, they're going to be, they're going to be mekel. So lemaisa, all of Amisol, it seems, the majority of Amisol, both Ashkenazim and Sfarim, hold the following with regards to Shinimaka. Me'ikra din, you shouldn't ever leave your house. If you do leave your house, it depends where you're eating. If you're eating bread or any food that requires you to come back, so you leaving doesn't show that the meal is over. And since it doesn't show that the meal is over, the halach is that in your new location, you can continue eating without making a bracha. If it's food that doesn't require you to come back, so you leaving shows that the meal is over, when you come back or when you go to a different location, you would have to make uh, you would have to make a, a new bracha. So there's two other important things that we need to uh, identify before we get into the practical applications. And that is what's considered food that requires you to come back to, uh, to, the, to the original location. Meaning, what are foods that even though I left the house, it's still considered like I'm part of the, I'm part of the meal. So the, the Shulchan Aruch in Se'if Hey gives three opinions, either bread, uh, even fruit from the Shiva Saminim, or... or um, or um, or or mizonos, or anything that's mizonos, and the mishabura says halach lemaisa. You could be making like all three, which means if you're eating shivas aminim fruit, which by the way the gra argues on that. But let's go with the mishabura. If the if you're eating shivas aminim fruit and you leave your house, or if you're eating mizonos, you're eating a croissant and you leave your house, or if you're eating bread and you leave your house, the halach is that's not considered shinimakom. And if you come back or if you go to a different location, the halach is you would not need to make. Uh, a Boromine Mizonos or a, a Boropriya 8 if you're eating grapes or whatever it is in the, in the new location because we view it as, a, as, a, as part of the meal. And the second halacha that we saw uh, also in the Shulchan Aruch and Sivheh in the end of Sivdalid is, is um, at the end of Sivdalid is if you're, if, you're, um, if you're eating on the go. Here the Shulchan Aruch Paskins that if someone is eating on the go, the halacha is there's not, it's not considered shinumakum, right? And this makes a lot of sense, right? What's a svar of shinumakum? Svar of shinumakum is by me getting up and leaving, what does it show? It shows that the meal is over. But if I'm eating the whole time on the go, the halacha is that it's not considered, uh, it's not considered uh, shinumakum. And therefore, even though I'm, I'm walking, eating on the go, I don't need to make <coughs> another, another bracha. The Mishabura explains that let's say I'm on a hike and then I stop for lunch and we're sitting down for lunch. So that becomes my makum, right? So then if I would actually get up, I would have to make a new bracha depending on what I'm eating, right? If I'm eating just fruit, I would have to make another bracha. 
uh, as long as it's not an ice night. Meaning, if I if I get up and I walk a little bit, and I can still see the original place that we ate. I would not need to. Uh, I would not need to make another bracha. But if I go around the bend, or you know, I continue the hike and I can't see the original place that I saw, I wouldn't need to make uh, another bracha. Why? Because I sat down for a meal. Meaning, it's all the same svar. If you understand the svar, you'll understand everything. Shini makom is all about, did I proclaim that my meal is over by moving? So if I'm eating bread or mazonos or whatever, those things require me to come back to my location in my house. So doing moving locations doesn't proclaim that the meal is over. If I'm eating something that doesn't require me to come back, does not require me like a watermelon, so then leaving the location is an announcement that the meal is over. And similarly, when I'm on a hike, if I sit down and I say, here's where we're going to have a meal. So if I walk away and now I can't see that location anymore, it's as if the meal is over, right? But if I'm walking while I'm eating, I'm on a hike and I'm, you know, eating an apple as I'm eating. So that for sure, I wasn't covet any place for a meal. So me moving doesn't show that my meal is over. And therefore I would not need to, to make another, uh, to make another brach. So those are the halachos of Shinoi Makom. And now we're going to, to apply the malach lemaisa. So Case number one is, let's say I am uh, eating in my house and I want to come to your house for, uh, for the end of the meal. Or I'm a chassid, um, which I am. We're all chassidim, right? And I want to go to the Rebbe's tish um, on, on Friday night. So, so what do I do? So here the Mishabur says, if while I'm washing, I have kavana, and I say, you don't, you don't actually need to say, but if you're saying I'm having kavana, when I'm making the amotzi to eat, to finish the meal at my Rebbe's house, or at my friend's house, so then you're even allowed to go, uh, you're even allowed to go lechatchila. Uh, uh, and that's, and that's Lamaisa, what, uh, what the Hasidim do. Similarly, eating Mizon. So let's say I'm eating a croissant and I go outside. So Me'ekra then again, we saw, you should never really leave your place without making, uh, without making uh, a bracha achronos. So here, right, if I, if I made a mezonos uh, on my croissant, and then I go outside in order to meet a friend or to greet or to shmooze or whatever, and then I come back or I go to another location, the luck is I would not need to make another bracha because mezonos or shiva saminim or bread are things that require me to come back to make a bracha chronos. If I go to the other location, it's still considered like part of the meal. And if I continue eating there, I can even make uh, a bracha achron over there. Similarly, uh, Another case is, let's say I'm drinking coffee, right? So what's Allah? I'm drinking a coffee and I step outside. If So the moment I step outside, according to the, the, the Ramah, according to the, the way the, the Mishabur and the, and the, the Be'ar Allah and the Sharetzim explain, that the moment I step outside, the Allah is, I, was, I announced that my meal of drinking coffee is over. So when I come back, I need to make a, a shahakol on that, uh, on that coffee. Or if I'm going to another location, if I'm going across the street to your house to, to drink a coffee there, uh, I, would have to, I would have to make another shahak. What if I was eating a cookie? So if I was eating a cookie, like we said before, if I step outside and I come back in, I won't need to make another bracha. Or even if I'm going to your house, I would not need to make another bracha. What's interesting is that the Ketosa Shulchan says, let's say I'm drinking a coffee with a cookie, right? So I'm having coffee with a cookie. And then I step outside for a minute and I come back in. So says the Ketosa Shulchan, with regards to the cookie, I don't need to make a bracha. Why? Because I, I didn't show that the meal was coming, was over. It's as if, right, it's, it's, I had to come back in order to, to make a bracha achrona there. So therefore, my meal wasn't over by me stepping outside. So when I come back in, I don't need to make uh, a bor minimizonos. So says the Ketos Shulchan, since I'm having my coffee with the cookie, so the cookie has the halachic status of leaving friends at the meal. What's the halach if I'm, we're drinking five people or drinking coffee together, and then one of us steps out for two minutes and comes back inside? The halach is, he doesn't need to make a shako. Why? Because we're still, the meal still continued. So it says, when it comes to the cookie, it says, if that's friends, and therefore, if I'm drinking coffee with a cookie and I step outside and I come back in, the halach is, I would not need to even make another shako on the, 
on the coffee itself. Uh, the next thing we discussed was uh, was traveling. Let's say you're traveling, uh, you're, you're on the hike, you're going from point A to B. So the halach is you don't need to make uh, a bracha on those things. The Mishabruah adds, he says, let's say I start the meal in my house. I start, I'm eating an apple in my house. And I'm having in mind that I'm going to eat half the apple here. And then half the apple I'm going to eat while I'm, while I'm going. So says the, shulchan, says the Mishabruah, that doesn't work. Having in mind only helps for a bread meal. If I'm having in mind to have bread in my house, and then also in your house, that helps. But if I'm having in mind to eat bread, to eat uh, a fruit here, and also eat a fruit on the go, that's not going, uh, that's not going to, to work. And he, in the Sharetzion, he says, maybe we should be machmir, even let's say you're walking outside and you go into a wagon, right? So that's also considered like you, you switched locations. Says the Mishabruah, says the Sharetzion, we're not going to be machmir uh, in such a situation. So based on that, says the Rishayim, if you're walking outside, you wake up in the morning, you go outside to work, you make a shakal outside, and then you get on your bus and on your bus to your train. So the Allah is in all those locations, uh, you would not need to make another bracha because that's like going from the street to the wagon. Rav Chaim Kanevsky is machmir. He says, no, when the Sharetzion says that you're allowed to go into a wagon is because a wagon doesn't have a roof. But if you step into your car, that's like going from the house to the car. That's like going from the house to outside or from outside to the house where the Allah is that you would have to make a, you would have to make a bracha. The Maisa, Rav Moshe says is if you're in your house and you're drinking your coffee and you're having in mind to go outside, right? So if I, if I say, you know, I'm going to have, I fill up a thermos and I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to drink my coffee for three minutes here. I'm going to, you know, catch up on the news, do shnai mikro, whatever it is. Uh, and then, and then walk outside. So that das doesn't help. And the moment you step outside, the Allah is you would have to make another bracha. However, says Ramosha, he says, if while I'm in the house, I'm already preparing to leave the house, right? I'm, I'm, uh, you know, you're packing your computer and you're putting your, your, you're getting your, your bag together. And while you're getting everything ready, you make a shakwa on the coffee. When you get outside, you also do not need to make a bracha. Why not? Because it's considered as if you actually started, uh, you started, uh, you started going. So Lamaisa, Ramosha is mechadish over here that there are situations where you can make a bracha at home. And when you step outside, uh, it's not, you're not going to have to make another bracha when you're in route because if you already started the preparations uh, in the house itself. So that was the first shear on Ashinu Makom. Very gishmak, very lemaisa. And everyone should have an amazing Shabbos and brachavat